Hello and welcome to Charitable Travel's Travel Insider Podcast. My name is Rebecca Miles and I'm editor of Charitable Traveller magazine and I'm also the host of this podcast series that otherwise is known as Tips. Today we aim to give you not just lots of great travel tips but we also want to transport you from wherever you are right now. Perhaps you're walking through the park or maybe you're squashed into a crowded commuter train to a place that will inspire you. Today we're travelling to Crystal River, a coastal city in western Florida. An hour and a half west of Orlando, Crystal River sits proudly in the heart of Florida's nature coast, just over an hour north of Tampa. A city that prides itself on presenting the old-time authentic side of Florida, Florida before the infamous mouse with big ears arrived, Crystal River is full of independent businesses, family-run restaurants and wholesome outdoors activities. Crystal River's most famous residents are its manatees, the docile marine mammals with voracious appetites that are sometimes known as sea cows. Here in Crystal River, it's one of the few places where people can considerately swim with manatees and also support their conservation at the Crystal River National Wildlife Refuge. Joining us to talk not just about the manatees but all things Crystal River is Kimberly Dinkins from the Save the Manatees Club and Terry Natwick from Discover Crystal River. So let's hand things over to the pair of them to tell us more about how visitors can get involved on their holiday in Crystal River. Thanks so much for joining us, Kimberly and Terry. Terry, let's start with you. Can you set the scene for us, please? Tell us about Crystal River. What's downtown like and what can visitors expect to find? Crystal River is just a really quaint area of Florida. We always tell people it's sort of what the what the uh, Florida was like before Mickey Mouse came. So we're sort of old and authentic Florida. So the downtown area itself is little shops. It's, we have a historic village, art galleries, restaurants, coffee shops, little tourist trinket shops, you name it. And it's just beautiful. A great place to spend some time while you're here at the visit. But of course, the main attraction is our manatees. Yes, Kimberly, they sound fabulous. And it sounds like you're the best place to tell us about these fabulous manatees. Why are they so special? I think manatees are special because they kind of embody what people envision when they think about the Florida lifestyle. They're, you know, just relaxed. They hang out in our shallow, slow moving waterways. And they're kind of easy to access um, because they are throughout Florida. You can find them. And a lot of times we see them from your dock or from your boat. The cool thing about manatees in my mind is that they are truly the first Florida natives. I mean, their fossil record goes back 45 million years. And even though we hear sometimes that like there are rumors that they came over with, you know, Spanish colonizers. They have been here a long time. And they also depend on this great diversity that we have here in Florida. You might not know, but manatees have to uh, be in water that is 68 degrees or warmer throughout the year. So they really depend on our coastal areas. In the wintertime, you can find them in our springs. So I feel like if a manatee were able to to talk to people, they would say, you know, hey, this is, you may have heard about our beaches. They're really great, but have you visited our forests and our springs and our, our Everglades? Cause they, mm. they're all throughout Florida mm. and they really depend on our, our um, ecosystems here. Because what do they, what do they like to eat and what do they, what do they do? <laughs> well, they hang out a lot. <laughs> and they, eat a lot. <laughs> they typically feed on what we call submerged aquatic vegetation or seagrasses, but they will also feed on shoreline plants like mangroves and things like that. Again, they just kind of loaf around and hang out. They are really cool when you see a mother and a calf together. Mm. Overall, they, they, they don't hang out in huge groups, but... Yeah, they're just there, <laughs> part of the landscape. I, love it. I always joke with people too, Kim, that I want to come back as a manatee. Oh yeah, they have the best great. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they, they look eat, so- they sleep, 
they swim. It's all good. Oh, that sounds heaven. <laughs> and they look so cool, don't they? I mean, they get described as like the, the a sea cow, but they just, they look like they're made out of Play-Doh. <laughs> they do. <laughs> the cool thing, their manatees are called sea cows, probably because of their, their diet, but, you know, their closest living relative is the elephant. So, ah, okay. similarities between the elephant's trunk and the snout of a manatee and then their their flippers have those toenails like elephants do so if you get a chance to take a good picture of one a look at a good picture of one you'll see those things <laughs> brilliant now uh, kimberly you work with the save the manatee club um can you tell us more about what that does and how visitors can get involved yeah um save the manatee club has been around for over 40 years we are, we like to call ourselves the voice for manatees, and we focus on advocacy, education, and research. People can get involved with Save the Manatee Club through our volunteer program. If we have an event while you're visiting, you're welcome to come attend and help us out if you sign up through our website. But one of the coolest things about Save the Manatee Club, I think, is our longstanding Adopt-A-Manatee program. Um, we have real live manatees that have been put into our program and people can adopt them. And that can be done wherever you are in the world. The cool thing about the Crystal River and Citrus County area is that we have some manatees that aren't able to be released back into the wild that live all the time at Homosassa Springs. Um, their names are Ariel and Betsy. So you can really see those anytime, those animals um, anytime at Homosassa, whereas our other ones, they'll travel around the state um, throughout the year. Oh, cool. And so, um, Terry, how have manatees become such an important part of Crystal River? Um, I understand it's one of the only places people can safely swim with them. Is that right? Yeah. And I want to make, that's a really good point, can safely swim with them because mm. we have policies and procedures in place. Um, you have to go out with um, a tour company and that tour company has to have an in-water guide. That in-water guide is there to make sure you follow the rules uh, that are presented to you prior to leaving on the boat for the tour. We have a video that everybody must watch called Manatee Manage Manners. It's put up by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife. And it shows you the do's and the don'ts of what to do when you're in the water. But that in-water guide is really special because there are a couple of reasons. A lot of them have been doing this for so long. And it's always incredible to me. But I swear to you, the manatees recognize and know some of these guys that have been in the water for so long and they recognize the manatees they see them every day and they know okay that one's that by the either the scars on their backs unfortunately which is we'll talk about that later but anyway it's just an incredible experience but because of these rules and regulations that's why this is the safest place to do it as kim said manatees are all over the state of florida they're all over you know the world you can find them on the east coast of mm -hmm. north carolina and south carolina but we're really the only place where it's the safest place for the manatee for you to be in the water and interacting with them. That's so cool because they just look incredible. So I can imagine just swimming alongside one. Must be, it must be a brilliant feeling. It's, it's a, actually it's, a little more intimidating than you might think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the water. Um, and and um, to Terry's point, I think, you know, the Florida manatee is really only found in the coastal areas or the, the waterways of the southeastern United States. I mean, there are dugongs and manatees throughout the world, but our particular subspecies is really just here in Florida. And so that's, I think, another thing that makes them special. Just another a point to, and, and the people have been diving with manatees in Crystal River since the 70s that I think that started with a, a visit from Jacques Cousteau. Oh, wonderful. He was up there in, in the 70s, you say? 
Yes. Yeah. We had a manatee that uh, was called uh, Sewer Sam, and uh, he'd been stuck in the sewer, and they, they rescued him and brought him over to the Three Sisters Springs area. And there's actually a plaque underwater in the spring talking about Sewer Sam and oh. the adventure that he had with Jacques Cousteau. So you can see it when you're snorkeling in there. Wow. Oh, poor thing. What a name, though. That's, that's <laughs> Well, and that goes to the threats for manatees, right? Because he got stuck in the sewer system and, um, yeah, couldn't get himself out. So needed oh. a little help there. Jack, you stay to the rescue. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Kimberly, where else can visitors get up close and personal with the local wildlife? Well, I think when a, another cool thing about Crystal River is that you can, it's its a lot of natural landscape there still along our coastlines. Obviously, Homosassa Springs State Park is a fantastic place to see wildlife. We have the manatees there that are full-time residents, but just getting out on the water, maybe um, taking a tour boat ride or renting a kayak and getting back into those marshes, you can see great wildlife like roseate spoonbills and mm-hmm. rays and sea stars and turtles, so many things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it really is incredible. And I want to jump back real quick, if I may, to the Homosasso Wildlife Park. Um, you know, it's it's an outdoor experience, the only indoor exhibit is the are the snakes and reptiles which i don't even go in i don't know what the inside of that building looks like and I know. <laughs> um but uh, what the, the animals that are there um have been injured or sick and are not well enough to be back out on their own so when kimberly was talking about the two manatees that are there full-time they were orphaned at a young age so they never were trained by their mother to to how to feed and all this other so that they they stay there um, interesting fact that I love about manatees is they stay with their mothers for like around 18 months typically, and they're s- essentially trained on how to live and be independent. So it's kind of a cool thing. So you think you've got it bad when you've got a toddler. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how old do manatees grow to be? They can live to be about 40 years. Oh, um, wow. They, they have a quite a long lifespan. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I just wanted to ask as well a bit more about like, so the coastline that you've got there, you've got lots of different habitats on it. Is that right? Or what, what, paint a picture of it for us. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kim, you're probably best to talk about that. I'll let you handle it. So the, the western coast of Florida, again, is so diverse. But in the Crystal River area, it was just there's a lot of marshy areas. And um, we have our springs that have the short spring runs. Once you get out of the kind of Crystal River proper and go out into the the Gulf of Mexico, it's very shallow and calm for the most part on most days. I mean, there are those days where you're a little intimidated, or at least I am. But it's a really a I think it's different than in so many other places in the world where we just have this very long, expansive, shallow area. And I know we're going to talk about the different types of things you can do in Crystal River or Citrus County as well, like like things like scalloping that the entire family can do because we have this long, shallow coastline. I mean, that also makes it ideal for manatees. So um, yeah, it's just a beautiful place. Mm. Well, that brings us on nicely to the food. I wanted to ask you, Terry, about that. Um, I mean, with all that coast, the seafood must be uh, really important in the local diet. What are the highlights? Yeah. Next to manatees, food is my favorite topic. So, <laughs> Okay, uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best, the thing that I love best about where I live, where I work, it's small town feel. So you every a lot of restaurants, I mean, granted, we do have some chain restaurants, but most of the places are independently owned. They're small and quaint. They've been in the families for years. And there's a place uh, out here, uh, it's Crab Plant. 
that family has been crabbing and fishing in this area for three or four generations. Because uh, a lot of these areas on their West Coast side started out as, you know, fishing was the big draw for them, the big moneymaker for the area. Mm. Uh, Homosassa, we still call it Old Om Homosassa because it still looks very much like um, the fishing village that it was. You can literally go have lunch, a little food truck that sits right across the parking lot from the shrimping boats that go out every day. Um, and next to those are the, the seafood market where you, where they sell the things that those boats bring in every day. So, the, yes, the seafood here is amazing. Um, but we've also got some some other little fun places. Believe it or not, we have some really great sushi places, too, if you like that. Mm. Yeah, you'll you'll get the great seafood experience when you come here for sure. And what does the scalloping involve? You said it's really accessible for families. How does that work? Absolutely. So, you know, like Kim was saying, it's a very shallow um, out in our Gulf of Mexico. And we also are sitting on one of the largest seagrass beds in uh, North America. So in those seagrass beds, the the scallops rest and, and feed and lie at the bottom of those those grass beds. So once a year from July until November, we are able to go out and harvest scallops. Now, mm. these are not scallops that are harvested commercially. These are um, sea scallops, so they're the small ones, not the big fat ones that you see in restaurants. I mean, when I relate to size, excuse me, I'm talking about the actual meat of the scallop, not the shell. So, uh, <laughs> but it is so much fun. You're in like four, maybe five feet of water. You take, go out with the kids and just get in the water with your mask and your snorkel and your fins and just float on top of the water. And you're looking for these really beautiful blue iridescent eyes that they have, they have mm. a set of 24 blue iridescent eyes. And when the sun hits it, it's really just gorgeous. So it's like an adult Easter egg hunt. I kind of <laughs> reckon it to that. I don't I don't know if Easter egg hunts are a thing in the UK. <laughs> oh, they're here. huge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're, it's a in the water Easter egg hunt. So you Brilliant. reach down and, and grab them and put them in your net. And then, gosh, one of my favorite things is you come back and, and so many of our local restaurants that I was just speaking of, We'll mm. cook them for you uh, oh, nice. once you once you've collected them, and it's just an incredible experience to sit down to a meal that you've actually caught, mm. you know, that you've, you've harvested. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's a great experience. It's really important for kids to learn that as well. Well, for everyone to learn that as well, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah and like I said, it's shallow water, and you're just floating. And if you can handle a mask and snorkel, then any any age can do it. Brilliant. I wanted to touch back on something that Terry said. You know, sometimes we go out scalloping and we'll collect a few, uh, but the most fun is just seeing all the other little creatures that are down there as well. Mm. So we don't even keep the scallops. We just put them back in the water if we can keep them, you know, or, or we just pull, pick them up and put them back down. But most of the restaurants, or there are a number of restaurants in Crystal River that will um, cook any of your catch. So group That's or true. snap or any of the things oh, that you can okay. be able to catch in the area, they'll cook up for you. That's really nice. And yeah, you go out and the fishing here is great. And, and a lot of our captains are doing catch and release. But if you ask that, you know, you want to keep maybe one to have that experience. So you catch a beautiful redfish and it's within the regulations. They'll will fillet it for you and you just take it over to the restaurant and then cook it up for you in, in several different options and ways. And it's just an amazing experience. That's So the regulations are, there are regulations in place and it is all very well protected. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There are seasons that things are, that fish are in, you're able to catch. There are sizes, requirements. It cannot be too small, cannot be too big. 
because it, it, that relates to the life cycle that that fish is on. And um, we want to make sure that our estuaries are, are full of, of, of these fish. And we do have so many different species of fish. It's really incredible. Oh, oh definitely. Oh, well, this is um, a question for both of you, really. But um, aside from the water, well, maybe alongside the water, what else can visitors do in the area? I understand there's a lot of biking as well. And also some Elvis Presley links. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Elvis Presley filmed Follow That Dream here in the early 60s. And there are many little spots that are designated. You can even kind of come, come see, you can have lunch at a restaurant and see the outside of the hotel room that he stayed in uh, when he was here filming. But we do have actually groups that come every year from the UK and they're, uh, they come by a bus tour and they're there to specifically see what, where Elvis has been. And they go to different areas of the, our country to see Elvis related things. So that's kind of a fun thing. Well, the king lives on, you know. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. And uh, the bike trails that we have here are great. We have a, a the Withlacoochee State Trail, which runs about 42 miles throughout our county. And it's absolutely gorgeous. It's on the east side of our county. And you're going through, camp, you know, beautiful oak canopies, riding alongside lakes, going through small towns like Inverness and Floral City. Great places to stop and have a, a bite to nourish yourself and perhaps a beverage. Um, it's just a, our whole county is just absolutely stunning. Is there anything you'd add, Kimberly? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about scalloping and going to Homosassa Spring State Park, and there are many others in the area too, just the smaller uh, little parks that that might be off the beaten path that you can find from the locals. I might take a trip over to the World Equestrian Center, which isn't in Citrus County, but is kind of a neat attraction with horses and things like that. And then if I had the day to spend, I think I'd maybe hit Fort Island Beach. It's kind of the one place where we have the white sandy beaches that you might envision in Flo of being in Florida. So yeah, those are some of the other things I think that somebody might be able to do that are not in the water. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, Terry, it's an area rich in history and heritage, isn't it? You touched on that earlier with the fact that it's uh, Florida before the mouse. <laughs> but there's also so many strong Native American links. Is that right? Yeah. Well, really throughout Florida there are. But um, we have, a, going back to just what Kim said, we have a great park here. It's ar the um, archaeological park. And there you can find, there's an Indian mounds, burial mounds there. Uh, there are there's a trail that you can walk around. They do they give a great history tour there, and it's actually beautiful. It's also out on the water, so that's a wonderful place to go. And now, I mean, on, alongside all that history as well, and the sort of the heritage side of things, there's a strong 21st century outlook as well, isn't there? What's this new augmented reality project <laughs> that you've got going on? <laughs> oh yeah, this is so much fun. So if you go to our website and you script, we haven't really powerfully rolled it out yet. So you kind of have to look for it right now. But if you go down to the very bottom of our website, which is www.discovercrystalriverfl.com, you will see that it says um, AR Experience, capital A, capital R Experience. You click that link, you'll, it'll take you to a QR code. If you take a picture with your phone on that QR code, you are going to be taken through a portal to show you what uh, has been a very successful program here through uh, our another great partner is uh, Save Crystal River. They've done a project to restore the manatees food source. That was well, actually the entire environment. It, 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 we had a hurricane come through and 
forced a lot of salt water into our area and it killed off the, our vegetation that that's needs fresh water. Long story short, over the last several years, they've replanted the grass and it's now flourishing in our areas. So what you'll see on this augmented reality is the before and the after effects of this project. But the cool thing about it is with your phone, you can look up and down and all around and you oh, move around this portal and you'll see manatees swimming above you and manatees <laughs> out in front of you. So it's just an, it's a great way if you can't be here to, to see yeah. it yourself. It's a neat way to tease yourself and get you motivated to come. I'm going to check it out. Can you, I mean, what would Jackie Stowe or Elvis Presley who made of that? I just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, yeah. For any little pick me up in a, on a grey London day, I'll be like, right, I'm just going to go and swim with some manatees now. Thanks. There you, go. <laughs> you know, that's a really, um, it's really amazing uh, experience. But we also, Save the Manatee Club has some cameras at Homosassa Springs State Park that oh, are up fabulous. around. So you can take a look on, we have a YouTube channel um, where you can actually see those manatees from the comfort of your home. Oh, perfect. Kimberly, that brings me on to my next question for you. It's talking about um, thinking about how to, if you're going to do a manatee tour in Crystal River, how can visitors make sure that they're doing it responsibly and what should what do they need to know so that they can do it with confidence? Yeah, I think um, whether you decide to take a professional tour or a self-guided tour um, to swim with manatees or look at them in the water, we just advise that everybody adopt a personal no-touch policy. So no matter what you're told or you hear, you know, we have a uh, responsibility to ourselves to try to not humanize these these animals because they are wild and all wildlife, obviously. But um, adopt a no-touch policy for yourself. If you're in our bays, pick your feet up and float. That will keep not only keep the clarity better so that you can see into the water, but it helps to protect that seagrass that there's been such a huge effort to restore. Um, if you decide to drive a boat, go ahead and familiarize yourself with the different speed zones and things like that that are in the bay because there are some specialized areas here. So ab- abide by those once you know where they are and, mm. and maybe watch a video. Um, there's a couple of resources for how to boat safely. In fact, we're coming up on National Boat Safety Week in a couple of weeks here. So want to promote that. And then if you do have one of the um, our great fishing guides or if you're going to go fishing, try to hire a guide because those are the people who know the regulations and they'll ensure that you are not violating, um, which could really ruin a trip here. Mm, I can imagine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that all sounds good, sensible advice. Thank you. Well, it's been brilliant talking to you both. Let's wrap things up um, by asking, we always ask this question, um, and I love it. Terry, first to you, one of your oldest friends is visiting Crystal River. How would you spend your ideal day together? Well, we would wake up very early and we would go on one of the first tours of the morning to swim with manatees. And because that's as the sun's rising and the temperature is of the air and the water is different. There's this beautiful mist that rises up above the water as the sun's rising. It's just incredible. And we would do the manatee swim. Afterwards, we would probably come back and have some coffee and then go downtown and have a wonderful lunch and down the main street. And then I would head over to the Crystal River Wildlife Refuge uh, Welcome Center, which has some great educational information about the manatees, not just the manatees, but our entire area for the wildlife in our area. And then I might go to, uh, and you might start to see a trend here, we might go and sip a glass of wine outside the cafe down the street uh, and go into some of the shops in the downtown area and then finish off with dinner at one of my favorite places to watch the sunset 
and hear some live music at uh, Waterfront Social. Mm, nice. That sounds like a good day. Uh, and the same to you, Kimberly. I know you touched on it earlier, but yeah, well, how would your perfect day look in Crystal River? It's, it sounds like uh, Terry and I would be spending a similar day, so we might <laughs> hang out together. Um, but I would also get up very early to watch the mist rise off of the the water here. It's just gorgeous. But also to make sure that I miss some of the crowds, probably go fishing, bring that home and cook it up later for dinner. But spend the day on the water really would be the way that I typically do. I also love the National Wildlife Refuge's new exhibits. They are a perfect way to spend the afternoon in Florida when it starts to rain because they have these great porches that you can hang out on and look out over the water and see um, see that rain roll in. So I'd spend the evening um, after all of that probably either hanging out with friends at my rental property or going to one of our amazing restaurants here in town. Sounds good. It sounds so nice and relaxed and chilled out and just all that water and all that wonderful wildlife. So inviting. Thank you both so much for joining us today. It's been really good to talk to you. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank, Thank you, you so much. To find out more and plan your next trip to Crystal River, Florida, visit www.charitable.travel forward slash crystal hyphen river or speak to one of our travel experts.